We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, January the 17th, 2020. On today's show, I break down South Carolina's road trip this weekend to Texas A&M as Gamecocks basketball takes on the Aggies. I'll break down the top storylines, Texas A&M players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates, and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance. So guys, whenever you're making a big-time life decision, whether it's buying a house, you're getting some land, a lot of you probably in 2020 are doing that. There's a lot of people, maybe you're buying your first home, you're getting your dream home, whatever it may be, you want to go with those people that are going to make you feel comfortable about the situation. We all know this can be a very long process, a strenuous process. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in the process. You can overpay, stuff like that. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They're going to take care of you. They have your best interest in mind first, and they're going to make everything super simple and super easy for you. One of the questions they get asked most often is about lot loans. Do you finance lot loans? So when it comes to lot loans, as long as you're not within the city limits, they can finance lot loans. So a lot of people come to them when they found the perfect lot, but they aren't necessarily ready to buy their dream home or build their dream home, excuse me, just yet. So lake lots, for example, are really popular among their demographic. And yes, they can do construction loans when you are ready. So again, they're going to take care of you. They're going to do everything for you. If you want more answers on lot loans, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or go to their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S. AgSouth and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Chris 
Philip, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday. Hope everyone is prepared for a fantastic weekend. I tell you what, we have had some beautiful, beautiful weather. I don't know if you guys have wherever you're listening, but if you're around the Columbia area, you know we have had some fantastic weather. The sun is shining. It's like 70 degrees. I tell you, I'm like copy-paste this weather on every single day because it is absolutely beautiful outside. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this, I am on the way to Orlando, Florida for the weekend. So uh, just want to let you guys know, I guess, heading to Disney World. Why not? We beat Kentucky basketball. What are you going to do now? I'm going to Disney World. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, nah, heading on a trip with the fam. But obviously, the show must go on. So really, really excited. Obviously, Gamecocks taking on the Texas A&M Aggies in College Station. Reed Arena is what they call it down there in College Station. It'll be a 1 o'clock tip on SEC Network. Very, very excited to tune into this one as the Gamecocks look to get to 500 in SEC play. Obviously, 1-2 and two after beating the Kentucky Wildcats on Wednesday night. But Texas A&M... They're coming in this game sort of similar to South Carolina in the sense a middle-of-the-pack SEC team sort of struggled this year. They're 8-7 and seven overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. They're coached by Buzz Williams, his first season actually uh, in Aggieland after spending, I think, the last five seasons at Virginia Tech. Um, Texas A&M is a team shooting 40% from the field, 26% from three-point range, so not a great shooting team. This is also an interesting stat here. They are minus 1.3 in scoring margin. So if you don't know what scoring margin is, basically Texas A&M averages scoring 60 points per game or so. Their opponents average scoring 61 points per game. So it has been a struggle this year for Texas A&M, and again, indicated by their record. But like I said, I think they're in a similar place as South Carolina, sort of feeling themselves out. What are we, you know, the inconsistency issues, uh, not a great shooting team, like I said, stuff like that. So when you take a look at this game, let's get in the top storylines. The one that you have to start with, I mean, you really cannot start anywhere else, in my opinion. You beat Kentucky, and I said this after the Kentucky game. You beat Kentucky. So what, now what? What do you do with it? Can you build anything substantial off of the Kentucky win? Um, you know, college basketball is different than college football. So you, you remember what I said during football season, the Georgia game, that, you know, you upset Georgia. But if you lose to Florida and Tennessee, what does it really mean? You've, you've undone it, right? And, we, I mean, we obviously saw Gamecocks lost five of their last six, and that Georgia win, while it was great, and we still get – you have bragging rights, it, it doesn't have the same flavor that it had when you got the upset win and you had these dreams of what the season could be. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say if you lose to Texas A&M, it completely wipes away what you did at, or against Kentucky. But think about the Virginia win. I mean, you go to Charlottesville win, then you lose three in a row, and one of those losses is to Stetson. You know, it, it just kind of takes some of that flavor away from the win. So, can South Carolina go to A&M and build off this win? Can they put together a couple of wins and kind of get this season rolling, get it on the right track? Do we see any sort of consistency um, from what we saw? Do we see the, any of the positives carry over into tomorrow's game against Texas A&M? I mean, that's been the biggest problem with this team, right? Just a complete lack of consistency. It's Jekyll, it's Hyde. You have no clue what team is going to show up. I mean, we're talking about a team that, you know, I thought lost a tough game to Florida in conference, just speaking in conference right now, lost a tough game to Florida in conference, but then went on the road to Tennessee, could not shoot the basketball, um, you know, and you lose a heartbreaker there. And then against Kentucky, you score 56 points in the second half when you scored 56 in the entire game in Knoxville. So this team is so Jekyll and Hyde, so hot and cold, it's so bipolar, but can South Carolina take the momentum, the big momentum they've got right now, and go – go into College Station tomorrow. And again, 
just build something from that win because after Texas A&M, you travel to Auburn, which I know Auburn just lost to Alabama Wednesday night, but that's still going to be a really tough game. We're talking about a top five, top ten team, whatever they're ranked at that point. And then the schedule starts to soften up a little bit. I mean, you've got Vanderbilt at home, at Arkansas, Mizzou at home, at Ole Miss, Texas A&M again at home. A lot of middle-of-the-pack teams that are sort of similar to South Carolina. So, you know, with the Auburn game most likely being an L, I mean, it is college basketball, crazy things happen, but with that game most likely being an L, this Texas A&M game, game to me is really, really, really important. You need to keep the positive momentum going. You need to keep feeling good about yourself. Keep getting better. Can South Carolina do that? To me, that is the big question that surrounds this game tomorrow. Uh, my second key storyline, what's Kuznar's encore, man? I mean, what does Jermaine Kuznar do for an encore? 26 points against Kentucky. Phenomenal game. You know, Frank Martin after the game saying, you know, he's the heartbeat of our team now, or he's becoming the heartbeat of our team. Can Jermaine Kuznar sort of flourish into that role, like he said, and really be that guy? I, I mean, you know, for whatever reason, A.J. Lawson is struggling. Jair Bolden, it's funny. I put out a clip saying, where's Jair Bolden? He didn't even see the court on Wednesday night. Um, I mean, the thing that I like and I guess sometimes dislike about this team is, like, it's not just one guy. You know, we've seen Jair Bolden go off for 22 in a win against Virginia. Now we've seen Jermaine Kuznar go off for 26. We've seen Justin Manaya have big games early in the season. We've seen uh, Keyshawn Bryant come up big in moments. Heck, we have seen A.J. Lawson have big games. Heck, he's averaging like 15 points per game. We've seen him have big games. So I like that it's not just one guy. You know, you're spreading it out there. We've seen Mike Coatsar have big games. So there are multiple guys on this team that can come up big when needed, but you'd like to see some consistency. Maybe there's going to be a guy that's going to be your go-to guy. You know what I mean? That can consistently – I'm not expecting to put 20, put up 26 again, but can Jermaine Kuznard, again, sort of – embrace that role and be that guy and be that leader. And I think, again, that's what Frank Martin and this team are looking for. And especially when you go on the road in the SEC and you're going to face adversity in conference play, you need that guy. You need that go-to guy. Ken Jermaine Kuznard, again, what does he have for an encore for Gamecock fans? I'll be very interested to see. Um, another big storyline for me, Road Warriors. I mean, this team, again, you lose at Tennessee, I know, last weekend, but this team has been pretty good on the road. I mean, again, you won in Charlottesville. You won in Clemson. You've been a pretty good road team. Can they keep it up on the road? Can you snap, I guess, the road losing streak? Because, again, you did lose at Tennessee. But can this team go into a hostile environment and get a win? I, I, obviously, like I said, you have to win your home games in conference because it's tough. It, no matter what the sport is in the SEC, it's tough to go on the road and win. It really is. You feel like you're stealing one when you go on the road and win. Can South Carolina do what they did? They've, they've done all season. Embrace that moment on the road. Embrace the crowd. Embrace the adversity and get a big-time win against A&M. Um, another big thing for me, just who steps up in the post? I, I talked about with South Carolina, it's been a lot of different guys stepping up and contributing and making big plays. You could say that about the post game as well. I mean, listen. As great as that win was, Mike Kotsar didn't score a single point against Kentucky. I think he had like four rebounds, but played like 14 minutes. But it was Jalen McCreary with six points. It was Wilden Levesque with six points. You had other guys stepping up. So who steps up in the post? Because Texas A&M has got some damn good talent down there in the post. You got a guy 6'9", you got a guy 6'7". You know, I think you're going to need Kotsar to step in and play more. And I think Levesque and McCreary are nice pieces. They need to continue to develop. But just who steps up low down there for South Carolina? You need that part of the game, especially in this game. Again, I think at Texas A&M, um, they're good down there. They work their offense through the post. So you're going to need to be good in the post against the Aggies. Um, finally, 
my last storyline, and it's a storyline every game, and I know I'm beating a dead horse, but free throws, free throws, free throws. Oh, for the love of God, how good this team could be if we could just make free throws. I mean, it's, you know, again, Kentucky had a bad free throw shooting night as well, but you're just not going to win many basketball games shooting 60% from the free throw line. It's just not going to happen. I, I hate to say that. You know, again, I don't know if it will turn around at all. Like, maybe this is just a season where we are awful shooting free throws. Like, I don't know. Because at this point, it's more of a trend than it is an anomaly, right? Like, this is – it kind of feels like that's just who this team is at this point. They cannot shoot free throws. I mean, I, I literally commented during the Kentucky game, I was like, if I was Kentucky, I'd just foul us every possession. We're probably going to miss one of the free throws. <laughs> so, I mean, can this maybe be the game? Can this be the game where South Carolina snaps out of it and makes their free throws? Can it be? I don't know. You know, again, I, I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm beating a dead horse, but something's got to change with the free throws. So, we'll see if it's this, uh, this Saturday. Um, Texas A&M players to watch for. Gamecock fans, keep an eye on these three guys. The first one, 6'9", 245 Ford, Josh Nebo, a senior uh, 12 points per game, eight rebounds per game. He's their leading scorer and rebounder, a big-time player. And like I said, AM loves to work the ball through the post. Nebo is their guy. Like I said, Mike Coatsar, I think, whoever's in the post, Coatsar, Levesque, McCreary, they're going to need to play their best ball because Nebo, again, at 6'9", 245, has size on him. Um, again, and a guy, they obviously, leading their team in points, leading their team in rebounds. He's a force down there. You're going to have to play your best ball. You're going to have your hands full, and you need to limit him as much as possible. Um, the next guy I want to talk about, Savion Flag, 6'7", 223 guard. Uh, he's a junior, who plays guard and the forward position. 11.3 points per game, second leading scorer on the team. A really long wing player, and he seems like to me a guy who's kind of like their Keyshawn Bryant. Similar size, similar game, um, can shoot the basketball. A very long player, explosive player as well. So the Gamecocks need to do their best to contain Savion Flag as well. Um, and then finally, you can't talk about this Texas A&M team without talking about Wendell Mitchell, the senior guard, 6'3", 183. Like I said, he is the leader at the guard position for Texas A&M, 7.6 points per game. But his leadership on the court, the way he can distribute the basketball, the way he can handle the basketball, the offense really runs through him. You know, you always love when you can have a senior at that guard position that knows what he's doing. He's been around the game. He's been around big moments. Again, you cannot talk about this A&M team without talking about Wendell Mitchell. Um, so, again, those three guys, I think three key guys that South Carolina needs to keep an eye on and Gamecock fans should keep an eye on as well. If South Carolina can limit those three guys, they're going to have a great chance to win this basketball game. Um, my three keys to the game. Let's jump right into this. Let's, let's, let's jump right into this. My first key to the game to get a victory tomorrow, play with an edge. Play with an edge. That was the biggest thing I saw against Kentucky. And that was the biggest thing that I have seen in games that Carolina has played well. They play with an edge. They play with intensity. They play with fire. They play with emotion. They play with passion. In the game South Carolina's lost, like Stetson, you know, I'm not saying they didn't bring that passion against Tennessee. That was just a bad game on both sides. But in the games like Stetson, Boston, it felt like a team going through the motions. I mean, this Gamecocks team has obviously shown you when they play not even their best ball, but when they come out wanting to play well, God, you've beaten Virginia and Kentucky. I mean, that, those are two great programs. Those are two great teams. But can South Carolina have some consistency? And I don't want to question – I'm not questioning their effort. 
but can they have some consistency in their intensity? Can they bring that same edge they had against Kentucky? That, that's the biggest thing to me. Offensively attacking, defensively attacking, getting the ball off Texas A&M. You know, a guy like Trey Hannibal is a perfect example. I said this a lot about Trey, and I'll keep saying it. He's a guy that he's not perfect. He didn't even score against Kentucky. But when he comes in, he makes things happen. He plays with intensity. He plays fast. He plays physical. I mean, he picked up three fouls in like five minutes. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's because he's playing aggressive. He's trying to get the ball. And that, that, that mentality is good. It spreads. That's the mentality I want South Carolina basketball to have. So bring that edge you had against Kentucky. Bring that edge you've had in these big games. You've got to play with an edge, especially on the road at their place. The crowd's going to be all over you. Play with an edge. Make Texas A&M uncomfortable. My second key to the game, got to win the glass in this one. I already talked about Nebo, Josh Nebo, eight rebounds per game. Their leading rebounder. A&M is big down low. You cannot give Texas A&M a ton of second-chance points. I relate this a lot to the Tennessee game. You cannot give them a bunch of second-chance points. You will get beat. So, Coatsar, McCreary, Levesque, whoever it is, they're going to have their hands full, but they need to play their best basketball and be big for South Carolina uh, on the boards. My last and final key to the game, keep Coos rolling. Whatever it was, whatever was going on, get Jermaine Kuznar the ball, get him hot, and let him stay hot. Obviously, a guy that's feeling himself right now, feeling good. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the momentum rolling. You know, why not? Let Coos get the ball and let him get hot. I think you need to do that. You're going to need his scoring. You're going to need him to be that guy. And again, I don't think he's going to go off to the tune of 26 points, but he, he needs to be a guy out there for you that's going to make a contribution. Definitely double digits points. I'd say 15 to 20 points is where he needs to be. So, especially until a guy like A.J. Lawson figures it. I mean, we're, I feel like I'm saying that every single show that I talk about basketball, but I'm still – it's just maddening to me that A.J. Lawson has been as bad as he's been. But, hey, it gives the opportunity for a guy like a Jermaine Kuznar to step up. Get him the ball early. Get him some looks. Get him rolling. Let him get hot. You've already seen what he can do for you. So, again, my three keys to the game. Play with an edge, win the boards, and keep Kuznar rolling. Prediction for this one. Obviously, again, South Carolina coming off a major, major upset at home, a major win over the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, what do you do with it? Been a lot of chatter about Frank Martin. Been a lot of chatter about the basketball program. Been a lot of chatter about your losses early in the season. You start 0-2 in conference play. You hit the panic button. Now you're 1-2 with a win over Kentucky. The opportunity to get to 500. Again, I think this is a big one because, you know, I feel like at this point it's, it's foolish to count this South Carolina team out because they play their best when they play top 10 teams. But realistically, you go on the road next Wednesday, you play at Auburn, it's most likely a loss. Let's be honest. It's most likely – let's just be realistic for one second. That makes – that to me is what makes this A&M game so pivotal. Because, again, after Auburn, the schedule gets a lot more manageable. Much more manageable. I mean, just real quick. Vandy, Arkansas, Mizzou, Ole Miss, A&M, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. That's very manageable. Very, very manageable. But just for Gamecock fans, for this team, for the sake of Frank Martin, you need to keep that positive momentum going. Gamecock fans are so desperate to see some consistency out of this team. That's really all they want to see. If you're going to be bad, be consistently bad. 
But if you're going to be good, be consistently good. <laughs> we just want some consistency. As I mean, I saw the comments after the game, and I can't disagree with you. It'd be the most South Carolina thing in the world to lose this game tomorrow. It really would. And then go beat Auburn. I mean, it's how backwards we are right now. But you've got to keep the momentum going. You've got to build off of that Kentucky win. I think South Carolina does. I think they will build off that win. I think the Gamecocks go into College Station. Hard-fought game, back-and-forth game. Again, A&M is just kind of similar to South Carolina. Inconsistent, doesn't really know who they are. But I think South Carolina does just enough. They will get the win 74-70 to at Reed Arena tomorrow afternoon. I think the Gamecocks get to 500 in SEC play and start to build some momentum, start to build some serious momentum. You know, it's crazy in sports just how quickly things can change. Um, you know, you're going from 0-2, and, and I sit here and said that, you know, you're, look, you're staring a 1-4 SEC start right in the face. I mean, who knows? I mean, you, you could be 3-2. and two. I mean, hell, I don't know. I mean, could be a 3-2 and two conference start. I mean, you just – you never know at this point. So, we'll see what happens. But I've got the Gamecocks winning this basketball game Saturday – or tomorrow, excuse me, 74-70, to 70, my final score in this one. So, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. That's going to do it all for me. Before I let you go, if you need tickets to anything, whether it be South Carolina Gamecocks sporting events, that could be basketball, baseball season's coming up, obviously your football tickets, um, concerts, comedy club events, any professional sporting events, whatever you need your tickets to. SeatGeek is the place to go. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, they've got a great ticket rating system. They're the best ticket buying app on the market, by the way. They've got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again are you going to have to worry about, you know, am I getting ripped off? Am I overpaying for tickets? Where am I sitting? You know, you get nervous and you get buyer's remorse. Maybe you bought the wrong thing. With SeatGeek, that is no more. They make the ticket buying process super simple, super easy. They're going to give you that peace of mind before you click the buy button. It's really that easy, again, to get your tickets and to get the best bang for your buck because we all want to save money, right? So, again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you all Monday.